Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Elm City Lit Fest podcast. I'm Ife Michelle Gardine, founder and creator of the Elm City Lit Fest. Elm City Lit Fest is a celebration of the literature, literary arts, and literary artists of the African diaspora. We are based in New Haven, Connecticut, which is the Elm City. And this evening on our podcast, I am so, so excited to be in conversation with Mildred and Steve Sapp Universes. Hey, hey. What's up? (laughs) Yes. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so excited that y'all are here. Um, Thank you. We're so thrilled to be here. And from Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we're not from Oregon. No. We're from New York City, but from the Bronx. But we're calling from Oregon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm caught up in COVID. Supposed to be in Haven with us. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Everybody's safe, safe and well. That's the bottom line. <laughs> yes. 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 So, I want to get into like. First of all, the piece that that I just saw sing their names. Yes. <laughs> there for Long Wharf. And I want to say the first time I I um experienced you all was party people. Oh. Yes, in New York and in um Oakland. Oh. My brother's in the Bay Area. So I was like when um I heard about the the partnership with Long Wharf and the playwriting workshop i was like oh shoot i hope i get in this <laughs> <laughs> they, was, they cool they cool because i in new york you did a, a talk back with kevin powell yes yep that that i was like i was been a fan ever since <laughs> you were keeping all of this a secret i didn't know you knew you had seen it and everything yes twice <laughs> <laughs> Because when I was on the West Coast, it was there. And I was like, oh, okay, let me go. Come on. For my brother and sister, Law Long. So, yeah, so here at Long Wharf. So how did you how did you and Long Wharf hook up? Were you, were you friends with Jacob? We were friends with Jacob um, when Jacob was a young producer at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, actually. When party people were first uh, commissioned by the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. Oh, and we were, like 20, and, 2009, it got commissioned. Yeah. Oh. So, and it premiered in 2012. So yeah. we've known Jacob since around 2010, 2011. Um, so we knew him then and then we, we reconnected at the public theater when the when party people went to the public. And that was in 2016. So we're, you know, we're, we're not old, old friends, but we friends. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a minute. We, we've been watching each other's journey. Yeah, I mean, and what I love about and and I've been sharing it. We've been sharing it uh, your your website and information um, on the Elm City Lit Fest page is the um, the the now the the current nowness of your work. Like it's like so involved and it's real. It's like <laughs> everything in real time. So enjoyable. So let's get let's get to how did y'all meet? How did you two meet? (laughs) Okay, the whole thing. All right, let's go from the beginning. From the beginning. So in the beginning. In the beginning, (laughs) I was a um, uh, a senior at Bard. (laughs) Bard College. Bard College in upstate New York. Mm -hmm. And the um, the uh, and I was in the HOP program at Bard. Mm-hmm. The man who ran the HOP department, Alex McKnight, talked me into staying an extra year to work on theater. And I was like, I'm not trying to stay, you know, past four years. And he goes, you got five years of elig- eligibility that they're going to pay for it. Just stay. So I was like, OK, the HOP program is the Higher Education Opportunity Program um, yeah. at Bar College. So it basically, it used to say, and now it's BIOP. Now it's BIOP. Um, okay. Um, and so it was like, and I hate to say it like this, but it was like any kid who was economically inner city kids. Yes, you got to go to this um, <laughs> <laughs> this private college. <laughs> so I stayed this extra year to be like a strictly a theater major. I like really committed to it. And the first day 
of going to register. I go to sign to, to, to register the first day of class. And, and goes, Steve, this is a freshman name is Mildred. And she had her head down and she looked up at me and I was like, I got stuck. And then that's <laughs> that's how we first met. Well, I was also I was I was also a project child. Um I'm from he was from the Boogie Down Bronx from uh, Forest Projects. And I am originally from the Lori side from Jacob Reese Projects. And um so it was like, you know, it was one of those things where sometimes we say you get sponsors, right, in your life that open up doors or say, hey, why don't you look at this college, right? You're not even thinking about that place, but somehow you're supposed to be there. So um, so I applied for bar two and I got in, obviously, when I got there and I, and I met Steve, right? So obviously we were smitten, um, but hadn't really spoken to each other or anything like for real, real, right? Like we were just like, oh, he cute? Oh, wait a minute, he's not from up here. Like, <laughs> He looked like a New York City person. So I'm like, I could do this, right? So he had that boogie down swag. Yeah. You know, we knew how to let me tell you. Steve has always known how to dress. So I was like, what is going on here? So anyway, um, we're in we're at Bard College. I'm 18 years old, young, and like trying to figure out what it is I want to do. Uh I, I go in as a literature major. Steve is a theater major. And uh, he's putting up his senior project at that time. And he's like auditioning people. Um, so I, uh, I was talking to Alex and he was like, you know, I was pre predominantly like a singer. Um, and he was like, why don't you just go and audition? Go and audition for that. So I showed up and I auditioned for the thing and Steve is there and like the story is long, um, <laughs> but you know, like I did get cast and I, I keep hoping that I got cast on my merits. Yes, you did. <laughs> Because what she's saying is, I always tell a joke that, you know, I'm sitting, I was getting ready to produce my first, um, you know, my, my senior project, and I was directing it. And I didn't know what a director really was supposed to do at an audition. So I knew I was supposed to have a table, and mm -hmm. I had an assistant who had a pad to act like they were writing something. And then it was me. And so Mildred walks in the room, and I lean over to the guy, and I go, oh, my God, it's that girl. <laughs> from the first day of, of registration. I'm gonna put her in this show, right? So then I sit back, right? Completely like nervous. So she starts singing. I'm like- This is our little love story. So then know? I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> she can really like, she's singing. So then I lean back over to him and I'm like, Oh, it, she's definitely in the show now. Like, she, well, I've been, I, be I was, you know, I grew up in the church, so mm -hmm. I knew how to sing that kind of way, you know. Okay. Um, and my mom, like, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, so I grew up, my mom is a singer and a poet and a songwriter. Um, so we grew up around a lot of music. So, you know, he recognized the style that I was bringing because as New York City kids, we heard it all. You know, we lived with it. It's really interesting. I just want to say, because we're on the West Coast right now, and this is something we almost never get to talk about is how segregated communities are throughout the country. You what? know what I'm talking about? And unlike in New York or on the East Coast that we have communities that actually grow up together and live together, like mm -hmm. black Puerto mm -hmm. Rican, Dominican communities were always, like we were, like there was never a difference like that. Right. So come out to the West Coast and, and people kind of look at us a little bit strange. You're like, oh, okay. this is not a normal thing here. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we got together at Bard and that's where and during Steve's senior project, where we started developing our aesthetic, which is how Universes has been working ever since. And Universes is our theater company, but we use that aesthetic that we that it was birthed there while we while we started building our relationship and trying to understand how we can mix different voices together and different and and tell the, the politics of who we are as a people. You know, so from the very beginning, it, all the stories we've always told have been stories about our people, mm -hmm. our neighborhoods. Mm -hmm our truth, mm -hmm. you know, um, unfiltered. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, you know, that's kind of the thing that has blocked us from maybe more doors opening for us is because we've always been real with like the stories we wanted to tell. Yep. And how did the name Universes come about? Now, I think it's, 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 it's funny and it's cute, but it turned into something beautiful. I mean, we were, um, Mildred and I founded an organization in the South Bronx called The Point. Community, it's still there. Community Development Corporation is still there. It's a 12,000 square foot building that we turned into an art and culture center that we literally renovated from scratch. Um, it's, with it's, two partners and with, it's still there. Yes. It's thepoint.org. Go check it out. 
Um, okay. And out of we, it was a twelve thousand square foot building. Four thousand of it was the space. Um, then the rest of it was businesses owned by people from the community. So it was a restaurant, a barber shop, a record store. All of that was inside of the building, and they paid rent, which paid for the entire space. We built it from scratch. Um, and out of that, yeah, thank you. And out of that, um, the, and it was a beautiful experience in terms of something that was um, literally started from nothing. Community um, um, people coming in, involving, being involved, helping us renovate, and do things like that. So out of this cultural institution that we started, the group universes started. And we were sitting around one day, um, and it was like really just friends hanging around, trying to figure out. Somebody invited us to do an evening at the New Rican Poets Cafe, and we needed a name. So <laughs> we were sitting there for hours, and couldn't every corny name you can think of got was said. And so at like about one o'clock in the morning, we were like, we got to leave. Um, Hector Rivera, who was in a in a poetry, the Welfare Poets poetry called the Welfare Poets, wow. said we should just name it University from the Bronx side. So was that the um, 90s? Yes. Why are you trying to date us, though? <laughs> no, because I, I live... OK, so I, I'm born and raised in Connecticut, but I lived on and off in New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Long, in Brooklyn. It was kind of on the scene a little bit. So yes. I, I, I was thinking, I kind of remember a little bit of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was in the 90s, yeah, the, mid, the, the early to mid-90s. Yeah, that's, that's when we, we came through. And so... We decided it was like the last thing. We're like, all right, University from the Bronx side. Yes, that's what it is. And so that was our name for a little while. And then we had a member in our group called, his name was Lemon. And he was from Brooklyn. His name still is Lemon. His name is Lemon. <laughs> <He's from Brooklyn. laughs> Lemon Anderson. And he kept saying, yo, Steve, like the group is called from the Bronx side and I'm from Brooklyn. Like, what's up? <laughs> and he was saying all the time. And I was like, you know what? I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. So we cut from the Bronx side off and, and we, we left just universes. universes. And then one night- Just we, for lemon, just yeah, for lemon. We, we cut it down. And so we had a show <laughs> one night at um Symphony Space. Mm -hmm. And like, it was called Black Love, Love Black. <laughs> and it was through BAI. And it was like, um, the, wealth, yeah. the the last poets was there. Mm -hmm. um, it was there. It was just like everybody in, in, in black literature and, and, you know, and, and cultural stuff was around mm -hmm. that particular event. And Luis Reyes Rivera caught us outside oh. in the street. And he said, you know what? You know what universe stands for? And I can't even quote what he said, but the way he said it about the stars and the voices all combined. We are all a universe. We are each one a universe and in it, and of ourselves. And it was like, it literally on the street, We it was like we were blessed and we were like, our name is universes. Yeah. And we've kept it ever since. Right. Especially coming from Lewis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Luis was incredible. He, he was, was. He's like one of our our mentors that just like we just followed him and watched him and tried to learn as much as we could. So we while he was around. Yeah, we come from that cloth, you know, and that that train is or that link is where we come from in the poetry. So it's funny that we're in theater, and some people don't even know where our poetry roots, how deep it goes, mm -hmm. or who we're really connected to what our lineage is to get who to taught us. Right. Yeah. So like we, we've always been like a different kind of beast in the American theater. And it's because we have the swag of New York city poets and, and the poets that came before us, right. These revolutionary poets, you know, like Sandra Maria Estevez and Sonia Sanchez, Amir Baraka, you know, Willie Perdo, like people who were like doing like fighting for voice, you know? So it's like, that's kind of the way that we've entered this American theater and American theater sometimes doesn't understand that. Um, but you know, it's who we are, and we just keep riding with it. Yep. And you gotta be careful what you ask for, because sometimes the the crackers be asking for things. <laughs> <laughs> they, they really get the thing. They're like, wait, 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 wait! You bringing too much? Because your projects, like all of your projects, are are, are revolutionary. Like the revolution is live. Yeah. So, could you just like talk about? Um, some of the projects you've done across the country, um, the impactfulness of them? We, uh, when, when Hurricane Katrina hit, um, we were in the process of writing a show about the history of fear in America. That's what we were tinkering with. We went to Salem, Massachusetts, 
where the, and there's the like witch trial, huh? where the witch trials or they have like a, a like a museum where you go through it's like a whole we went we did the That's whole what we thought job, we were gonna do and we thought we were writing that until katrina happened and it made us literally stop mm -hmm. piece looking at a sound check from what was going on in in, in in new orleans and so and how the world was you know, just leaving them behind, leaving us behind, right? How New Orleans was, they were saying those people over there, all those poor people over there. And we were like, excuse me, you know, and being Puerto Rican, I, I kind of also have that feeling, right? Like we, every time something happens in Puerto Rico is those people over there. People don't even know you're American citizens. Same thing happened in New Orleans. It's like people treating them like they weren't American citizens, like they weren't us. So we started wanting to tell that story. Mm -hmm. So we wrote a piece, uh, like a 10 minute piece you know, to New Orleans. And um, it literally turned from, I'm gonna tell you the short version, but it literally turned from doing a 10 minute piece into being an entire 90 minute piece mm -hmm. that was commissioned by um, the Atchison of Louisville um, for us to write a piece, you know, that we eventually called Ameriville, which was us doing, going to New Orleans and talking to folks and hanging around for a while. And then sitting with ourselves and a choreographer who's from Louisiana, Millicent Johnny, and Che, you our director, and we just kind of went in, and it it turned into something that you know we knew it was going to be powerful. It was at the Humana Festival, so that was a big thing. And but I was steady, but we toured that show all around this country um, for years, and and I think the last one was on twenty fifteen in twenty fifteen that mm -hmm. it was done at uh, at Western Michigan University of Western Michigan with their students. Yeah. Which is where the adventure ended up. We ended up. They called us in. That could we re remount the show, which was written for, with four people for thirteen, and we will, would we perform with the kids there um, to do America. So we kind of restructured it and, and stretched it out. Um, yeah, but that's only one of them. We did a, another play called Party People, which is about the Black Panthers and the Young Lords. Mm -hmm. uh, we've done Unison, which was um, based off the um, unpublished poetry of August Wilson. We just did that. Did that in twenty seventeen. Um, and we got a couple of interesting things in the hopper. So, you know, that we're commissioned for. So, I mean, to be honest with you, we, we and then, you know, we tour also our Live from the Edge um, event, which is basically a, a greatest hits night, so to speak, um, where we can go somewhere if they can't afford the big bells and whistles, we'll show up, give us, give us four or five microphones and step back and watch and let us go. And you know, we choose some of the political material that we can hit with. Yeah, so we we performed that all over the place. When we were creating Party People and when it was in New York and we were getting ready, we were in rehearsal, uh, the Panthers um, from Queens, the New York chapter, had something in the Queens Library and we came out there and performed sections for them. Like, that's where we come from. So we, even though we do theater things, um, when we're working, you wanna take it back to the clubs or take it back to straight poetry community. in the community um, standing right there we don't need no lights we don't need nobody no microphones it's just us sometimes the microphones room. help <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you take something like a piece to like like say you went to university of michigan and other universities i'm sure and you work with students mm -hmm. um and it's like a lesson for them like people hear about the incidents but when they really have to get into the the back stories about the incidents like it, it transforms them mm -hmm. so can you talk a little bit about like that experience what that, that has experience has been for you in the different places you've been in yeah. with uh well bringing these stories to like younger people is it's kind of it's the thing that that drives us right for young people to be able to actually get into conversations even with Panthers and Lords mm -hmm. or with, you know, to, to have to go in and do the research and find out what it was at this event, um, what it means to like our whole culture, our whole ecosystem, you know, with Hurricane Katrina in particular is how do we react in the future? Trying to analyze what were you doing during that time? Did you take any action? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if it happens again, when it happens again, what will your actions be? It's really about having these conversations where people can open up their way of thinking and they're kind of just like 
how to move forward. And they have to deal with the material because it's real. It's not, it's a, uh, it's based on reality. Obviously it's all, you know, it's all fiction. We create fictitious plays and, you know, it's not, it's not autobiographical all necessarily, but there are composite characters that we build where we're telling these stories and they have to kind of know this is the world you live in and how do you move forward? And, you know, we do, when we do talkbacks, we make sure that we stay to the end of the talk back, you know, like in terms of when people really stay to really kind of commune and talk. For <laughs> example, um, at the park, we were doing party people. And um, after one of the shows, um, they were like, okay, um, there's gonna be a group having a talk afterwards. You guys can stay if you want. So we happened to be, you know, we had changed. We were sort of coming back and there was a group of women in there and they were sort of in a circle we kind of walk, poke our head, and then like, come, come, come. Um, and they were all women whose daughters were murdered by police officers. Say her name. And they were called Say Her Name. And so we ended up standing there with them for another hour. Um, and they went around the circle and sang all the young women's name who were murdered. Just that moment of connection with them and they, them coming to see our show just randomly. Um, that Those type of connections are the things that we 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 work for we you know that's this is why we do the work that we do i mean we've done stuff that we've been you know we were really blessed at, at the early beginnings to be able even to go and do prison work to do work at um like youth detention facilities mm -hmm. you know one of the stories that we and we always remember and we send our love out to all the brothers out in uh, sing sing prison um you know we were blessed to be able to spend a little time with them and and share just a little family time or a little bit of like what it is that's going on on the outside they shared with us what's going on on the inside so sometimes it's not about you know the gig you know and that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand it's not always about the gig it's more importantly about the lives that you can come into in contact with and connect with and uh you don't always know where those people are or what place even how it's going to affect you, right? Because you always say, oh, you know, we're going to go and we're going to help impact this prison community. But it's like, actually, that prison community impacted us. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And, and we talk about it to this day, how those brothers took such good care of us and were so open to the conversation and were so welcoming of, you know, us just bringing some of these stories to them mm -hmm. um, and, and going and getting into dialogue. So, you know, especially when you're talking about folks that have been removed from society, you know, um, those folks are, are very much alive and very much still a part of us. So even our, all the work that we've done with the prison community or with, you know, uh, juvenile facilities, it's like, that's that's really, it's so important that, mm -hmm. that every artist and every young person who we interact with understands that. And we hope that in the future, they will also, you know, kind of take it upon themselves and, and become part of that communication. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like that's like the Nina Simone quote in artist work should relate to the times. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes, 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 yes. So, um, when is there if and I'm sure there has been a time where because um, a lot of times American theater, <laughs> like everything else in America, because I be talking like blackity black black black, but. <laughs> <laughs> the white folks, like I said, they ask for something, <laughs> and when they get it, after they do, they like, Ooh. um. But so, has there any ever? Can you speak to a time or a couple of times where it's been? I'm sure a shock factor for some white folks. <laughs> I mean, in terms. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, in terms of our work, if it doesn't happen, and not, and not that you do it on purpose, but if it doesn't happen, especially when we're in theater, and you know, in, in traditional theaters, it's a little weird um, when you when you don't push their buttons. But I can tell you, you know, off the top, you know, just recently, but just before we coronavirus hit and shut everything down, yeah. we we were at the Cincinnati Playhouse doing our new, our latest show called Americus. This is last February, March we got This back. March, and um, literally walk out on the stage, and we must be on the stage all the five minutes, and you can see the face and everybody getting all upset and mad, <laughs> because we're talking about 
you know, politics and we're talking about Trump and we're and it's all kind of poetic and musical. We haven't really attacked. We're just kind of setting it up and you can see people's faces crumbling in the seat. So you're like, oh my, you know, like we're gonna have to work hard, you know, tonight just to get the room here. Yeah. But then when the black folks started coming through to the room. And you get audience participation. Because they knew what we were doing. So they were laughing in the spots they were supposed to laugh at. They were going, mm, where they were supposed to go, mm, mm. They taught the white people how to kind of listen to what was going on. Um, politically, whether how they felt or not was one thing, but can you follow what we're doing enough to be able to hear the people talking? And so, to be honest with you, on a regular basis, every time you step on an American stage, especially doing the work we do, yes, you're going to get funny faces. We've had people walk out. Um, you, you know, we've had we've had all that, um, and it actually makes you laugh. Like, wow, these words on this stage made you get up and walk out this room mad you know it, it's it's actually funny just in, in terms of knowing what we really are trying to do with the work that if they actually stayed that there's actually real conversation if you really if you really you know real enough to have it we're, we're just, right here just learn how to listen just so learn how to listen it's a it's an everyday thing and we tell these um we tell younger artists who are working you really focus on the work and if you focus on the work and you know what you're saying and where it's coming from and not that i don't care who's in front of us I don't care who's in front of us. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it, they don't move us either way, you know, in terms of what we have to say. It gets you more riled up. You know what I mean? Well, there have been times. <laughs> there have been times where, like, it, even in party people here, there was a time, and I don't remember, what was the, what was she doing? That Steve just started, like, in the middle of his monologue. <laughs> he was like, oh, you scared? And it's actually in the recording of uh, Omar's rant, if you listen to it. And when he's saying, you scared, you scared, is like, uh, there was that moment <laughs> where it's like, people in the audience, every time he said that, people would just be like, and it is like, yeah, that we knew that it was scary. It's a scary thing to have a black man ask you, are you scared? You know, so it was kind of like, yeah. But So we challenge and we push and we, we try to bring the realness of our communities and the people who we know who love hard and feel hard and they don't necessarily always talk the way you want them to talk but it's coming from a real place and so we give voice to those i mean every facet of our communities we give voice to yeah and i just, I just want to say also that all of the members of universes like we have right now we have nine members but even like the core members who have created these plays we all created them collectively as an we're an ensemble company yes but everybody's voice like it it's so it's so amazing because we came together organically but everybody comes with the same intention and with the same point of attack. So if Steve is coming with that same kind of like point of attack, you got like four or five pit bulls coming at you. You know what I'm saying? So that's how that's how I feel. Yeah. Like when we get on stage, it it's it can be so much fire that it's like sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I can handle it. If I was in the audience, like I keep waiting for that moment where I'm sitting in the audience and I I want to feel that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't happen often, but I know that we're we 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 intentionally delivering it that way because that's how our communities you know have raised us and it's like you know the the have-nots finally getting a chance to speak uh and and step forward and take the stage and this is ours and now you listen yep so that kind of uh you know just existence that we've had as universes i think has fed all of us and and i like i we get a satisfaction out of being able to tell or or kind of you know, uh, you 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 project the voices of your people out onto the stage. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. So um, we have a, a question in the, from Facebook. It says, "How has the pandemic impacted the type of community connection that you have in your work?" Well, to be honest with you, we you know obviously between social media and our family things like that, we've stayed connected. But on a deeper level, in a very weird way, looking at our folks. I guess through social media and talking to folks, you can see where they are in their lives. But also for us, this is a chance during the pandemic to reconnect with who we are um, and to recharge our battery. Um, I think it's what I've learned as I've gotten older is you, you know, you can't help everybody if you're too depleted or you're tired. So finding moments to really kind of rest and, and get your and get yourself ready because every time we come out, 
it takes all of our essence to really kind of pull off what we do. So, and we know it's like when we're on, we're on in terms of like, you're not just doing the show. Um, you, you're doing the, you know, you're doing the talk back. You, you're hanging out. It's like a whole thing that comes with interacting with community. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's like, oh, we're just going to go eat. Like that's a thing. Like you know, like that's a whole part of it. So um, to be honest, self-fed. To answer the question, exactly. um, you know, I think getting in in tune with ourselves um, has back to our communities in ways we're not running around, be actually sort of settled, and so we're reconnect, we're reconnecting to our roots. We've been reconnecting to our families in a deeper way. Yeah. Um, then just, yeah, to a lot of poets yeah, we haven't poets. spoken to in a long time. So it's been it's been a, a rewarding just in terms of being settled and being able to sort of reconnect with folks that way. And then I think another thing, because we're now all living in these little boxes, you know, and on Zoom and, you know, StreamYard and all the things and, you know, understanding what this new culture is and the opportunities. At first, it's like, you know, we all kind of have, you know, screen fatigue. Um, but then once you get it together, you're like, oh, wait a minute, but I can see so many more people that I would would be able to see or have like full conversations with people, even like our family. Like I have a scheduled every Friday Zoom meeting just to, just to see faces, even if it's for a short moment. Um, and that's really important. And then uh, having this opportunity at Long Wharf where we actually get to interact with artists from 3000 miles away, mm -hmm. you know, Every every Monday at least, or now, like you know, with one on ones, just beginning to be yeah. able to just have a conversation with artists and hope, you know, like see what they're hoping for, like what 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 you guys are wanting to write, what are you creating, what are you thinking, mm -hmm. um, you know. Also having dialogue with Long Wharf Theater and seeing what the possibilities are for you know the 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 nurturing of these you know local voices like that is like from three thousand miles away. You know, it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse, right? Because I wish we were around everybody, we could hug and we can kind of, you know, we could break, break bread. bread. You know what I'm saying? We could break bread together, but you know, it's also a blessing because we've learned how to do this so that when we come together, we can break bread together, whatever, and then we kind of come back apart and we go about our business. We can also still come together. I think we'll remember this and we'll say, well, let's just have a Zoom meeting, right? even after this has happened. So I think it's just going to become another tool that we're we're going to become used to. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be like, well, that's all right. You know, I'm over here, but I can still, let's, let's hook up at this time. Um, so I think it's just, you know, teaching us new ways of being with each other um, and, all, and caring about each other a little bit more, right? That's why we're not traveling. That's why we're, that's why we're doing this. That's why theaters are closing down. And, you know, it's a sacrifice, but I think in the long run, it just shows how much more love we have for each other. Um, it's a self check. Yeah. You two have such a synchronicity. <laughs> so how is it working with each other as, as a couple, as a married couple? <laughs> um, and, and I'll be honest, we, we've been together for so long creatively mm -hmm. um, that it just makes sense. Um, it, it's like completing a sentence. It's like having somebody who gets you in a way that could push you. Um, I know the, 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 the benefit of being able to, when we travel and we go on the road for months <laughs> on end and in cities, this is who I'm rolling with. You know what I mean? Like, you know, who is, who's going to be rolling with you and riding with you. And, and it's a blessing to have someone who's a, love partner and a life partner who's also a creative partner um but it just it just it just it, it and also we have a, a 20 year old son and so to, to for him to be able to see art and activism move in such a way from when he was a baby till now um is a beautiful thing to watch and experience to see the world through his eyes as he's been traveling around the country to travel around the country with each other we've been you know, to Morocco, Tunisia, Turkey, mm -hmm. Romania, Amsterdam, London, Sudan, Poland, all doing poetry and music that we, you know, bring with us from the projects, which we bring with us from our islands, that we bring, you know, from our ancestors. We we carry all that. So to be able to have a partner to really kind of ride with, for real, for real, like Ozzy Davis and Ruby D and mm -hmm. 
Ashford and Simpson, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, like this, like this is, this is that old school, you know, like, you know, our parents, like it's that old school love. You know what I mean? Like they was like, Ooh, they've been together. He's for, making me blush. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and, and we were coupled and, you know, we go through all of our, all stuff that couples do in terms of working together and getting on each other's nerves and all that type of stuff and learning how to give each other space and pull each other close and give each other space. But that's what work is. And we try to, um, I, I, I agree. I think that when we, when we first came together, we always need right? that commitment to have a partnership. It wasn't just, you know, love partnership it was like everything about you. I want to know, I want to know everything, all your passions, your dreams, what are the stories you want to tell? How do you want to tell them? I want to know your voice before, it speaks, you know, kind of like this, just like sometimes people write something and like, I'm his biggest fan and he'll tell you, like, I'm always like, that's amazing. I just like, please read more and, and tell, write something else. And, you know, kind of like we're cheerleaders to each other. And, and, and uh, just like, we also know that there are opportunities that we can have alone. Right. So we don't have to do everything together. And I think that with time we've learned that, right. So as we've gotten older now, we're like, oh yeah, of course. You know what? You have this. You have more of this passion. Go for it. I have more of this passion. Go for it. And then we we meet and we we meet in the middle and we come back together. And but we do know that the strongest voice that we've built together after all of these years is this. You know what I'm saying? This 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 is what belongs to us collectively, mm -hmm. right? And that no matter what American theater says what it wants from you. You know, like sometimes people have said, oh, but you're not musical theater. I was like, oh, you could call it whatever you want to call it. You know, no, we're not following the American musical rule book, but a white person wrote that. And what we're following is the rule book of how our people sing, how our people use music, how our people move through life, right? And that rule book is written by the people you've been around, by your, where you come from, by the foods you eat, by the religion you practice or don't practice. Like what, so that's kind of like been our, our philosophy together is like, you know what, no matter where we are in the world, we have to move forward with what we know is true. And what the, the truest thing is us, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. we know we got us and we got each other's back and, and people will come into your life. Steve says it all the time. People are in your life for seasons, right? So this season you were blessed with that person in your life. You know what I'm saying? And now they're no longer in there. Maybe they'll come back another season. Maybe mm -hmm. they'll loop back around. But as long as you have the thing that you understand the most and the, the and you preserve it and you protect it and you continue to love it, right? And you respect it. So I think that we respect each other's artistry. Mm -hmm. We reach out, we respect each other's families. Mm -hmm. We respect each, each other's like upbringing. And like, we're, even though we're both project kids, we, we're different, you know, we're even culturally different, but we're the same too. Mm -hmm. So kind of just like, if you're ever in a relationship and this is just a little relationship advice <laughs> for all the young people out there, if you really want to do this, you got to be like really in it. You know, you got to be in it to win it. And some, and, and like, I found a lot of people who'd be like, Oh, well, you know, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta be the man. I gotta pay the bills. You know, sometimes I paid the bills. Sometimes he paid the bills. And it was, it's always been that kind of a partnership where it's like, look, we, we're going to go on this journey together. You know, I'm not behind you. I'm not in front of you. We walk, and sometimes I might have to carry you. You might have to carry me. You know, if you're not willing to do that, don't bother. Yep. Until you're ready to do that, just take your time. Don't rush into something that you're not really committed to do and committed committed to live with for the rest of your life. Oh, that's, wow. That's my, that's my, that's my mama Mildred speech. <laughs> don't waste the time until it's right. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. How does how do Mildred and Steve wind down together and separately? How do you? How do you? Is it all work? Oh no, it's not all. I will tell you this: it's not all work, but it is all work in terms of we are constantly. Sometimes the wind down becomes part of the work. Yeah, like it's it's always creative space going on in terms of music playing or what we're watching on television, it's always, even if we're watching a series and, and we're, we're like, analyzing we're it, we're literally breaking it down. Like, oh yeah, we're watching a series, but we're really, really, you know, looking at pacing. And then, you know, to be honest with you, we're, we're, we're fun and we're silly. And in terms of, we play video games, we play video we games. Play 
we play video games um and we we just like forget about things you know and even if in the background we got the news going on so we still know what's happening in the world you know we we escape into you know whatever we have to find those moments where it's like at the end of the night you just playing the most random game it has nothing to do with anything and you just escape into it for like a few minutes or you know an hour or three and <laughs> And then <laughs> and even even when we're on the road, even when we're on the road, if we're somewhere a week or two weeks, movies we love going to movies. Movies. Okay. Um, my son has seen Disneyland and <laughs> Disney World more than he's wanted we to love see Disney. because if that's where we are, we're in LA. Or we got a show like, oh, well, we go to Universal Studios for the morning and then go to do the show at night. Like we've done that just to kind of to ease it off because again, to do this work is all encompassing, and when we're in. We're really, really in. I got to tell you, once uh, earlier on in our relationship, before Quest was born, we went to Disney World, just the two of us, like no business being, you know, like everybody got their kids, everybody got a tribe, like all the little kids crying and screaming and running around and and we're in the Peter Pan ride, just the two of us like, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> and that and then like that's kind of been our 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 life where it's like we're gonna go we hang out we've been we we kind of came together in a hangout situation we hang out together we go to we can go to disney together that we went by ourselves and we were like oh this is cool like we just we just go and uh and we just be and so we go to the movies and we do just like regular things to kind of just forget about it all. And then when we end up coming back, we'll bring, you know, all of those experiences. Because the thing is, when you're writing political theater, you have to have moments of joy and release inside of a play, right? So it's like, you can't just come at it with like, okay, revolution, revolution, revolution. Oh God. You know, <laughs> even if you look at the Black Panther Party, they were moments of joy. They would throw parties, mm -hmm. right? They would throw parties, they would dance. And so we try to bring all of that, even our own moments of release and, and laughing and whatever. And if we're doing a thing about movies or Disney, it all ends up in our play. Because yeah. you have you cannot fight a revolution without some joy in it, without just like release and a way, like these exhaust valves, you need to have them. And the audience also needs them when you're creating the work. The audience needs to be like, oh good, this is a funny moment, let me relax. And then here it comes again, you know what I'm saying? You can't just keep barrage, you know, a barrage of like revolution on top of people. Mm -hmm. Cause that's not how humanity works, right? Humanity, we mm -hmm. ebb and flow is like sadness and happiness and, you know, escape. So we have to build all of that into what it is that we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to recharge and rejuvenate. Yes. And and within our struggle. Because the struggle always gonna be there. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. The opposition is always gonna be there. Yes. But we have to find ways of 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 maintaining our joy. Don't let nobody steal our joy, but it's a, it's a I call it a recharge and rejuvenate. Because mm -hmm. we want to be ready for battle. Like I really admire your, I, I just really, and even in the workshops and in seeing you all performing, I just really admire the synchronicity of 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 the relationship. It, um, it's really commendable. I love to see black love color. <laughs> <laughs> when it came to when it comes to like. Um, adding people to universes or, you know, building the company. Yeah. Um, I'm There's a synchronicity there too, because everybody's like, like you, you like, I love theater, live theater so much because it just brings you to that plate. Like it puts you in a place as an audience member that's intimate. Mm -hmm. So how does, how does that come into play when, when people, do people audition? Do you select them? How, how does that happen? with um people in universes well the people who've stayed <laughs> or when i mean stick who made it <laughs> um it's really an organic vibe i mean it all started off with just friends hanging around in the scene okay we were hanging out with each other and it was like oh you got a poem you got a poem you got a song why don't we do it together so we can get more time on stage cool mm -hmm. and it organically developed like that so we've kept it or as organic as we can mm -hmm. um Whereas like it's more energy and vibe and seeing if people can handle different situations in terms of performances or right workshops. time, right place. Um, yeah. So it's really like almost like a trial in, in the fraternity sorority settings, almost like somebody's online, so to speak. Um, and they'll go and we don't say it, but it's like they go to different things like, you know, like, oh, we do a 
we call them a hit where we'll do a night right. one night at a, a club somewhere and we'll tell somebody all right you got here's your five minute slot you know in the middle of our set you got five minutes go yeah. um and let and step back and see if they can hang you know what I mean? like we've yeah. had all those type of experience and then just people's energy and vibe who do i want to be hanging around who have we we really uh, are about good energy and good people around because yeah. we we roll like a family so we eat together yeah. and our not, children come our children know each other and around each other so it's all it's all of that like if you, somebody got kids you now have uncles and aunties all over the place like that's what this is um we just happens you know what I mean but as of how we move we move like a family yeah. so it's been really been organic like the people who we've been that who was in the company we love them like family you know like and so that helps if the family love is in the work part is almost the easy part you know what I mean in terms of like I know why you're here I trust why you're here um and we can you know we can go from there I mean we've had auditions in the past and we haven't like mo mostly no mostly for like you know like for actors who come into the plays and stuff like that so mm -hmm. but for the core writers right so the the universes is the main universe i'm trying to pick up the light here the main universes are writers right so we have to be able to uh click with their writing right the the storytelling that they're telling the way that they're telling the stories have to connect and just like move us it has to be like oh i totally hear your voice and where it's coming from what is this about and, and i want that to be i want to mix that up with mine um mm -hmm. and then you have the actors right who who there are some incredible actors we've been blessed to like have you know do some of our work and even that though there has to be when when we're when we're even casting shows it's like the, the actor has to have this passion for their own life right this passion for where they come from you know no matter what their nationality is it's like you gotta know you don't come here trying to be this because we don't need that you know don't don't come here trying to fit this mold we don't need somebody who does what i do what steve does what you know ninja jamal any any one of us do. we need somebody else who can do something else so if we're going to maintain that idea, like Luis Reyes Rivera was talking about, each one is a universe, each one is different, but all belong together, mm -hmm. right? Um, then you, that's kind of when when people who come through the path through the universe's journey and suddenly end up staying is because they just fit into their own space. It's people who try to become the space that didn't make it, and we've never fired anyone. Um, we've never told anybody no. They just kind of come in and out and in and out. And it's like that has been the most organic and beautiful thing because then it's like because there's no no love loss and there's there's always been an experience that kind of like we benefited from that person coming into our life that season. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we they benefited from us being in their life that season. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, like obviously universes is um is a theater company of color. We never really say it, but it is. Like all of our members are members of color. Um, but we have had been able to play with a lot of actors who, you know, white actors, like all kinds of, you know, nationalities who've been able to come in, but the predominant writers, because we have a similar voice and not because we have excluded anyone yet. Who knows, mm -hmm. like, we will have a right playwright join us, you know? Um, but because that just hasn't, that opportunity hasn't happened yet. Um, but hopefully it will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got a, another question, and we kind of touched on it, but um, from Facebook Live, what are your thoughts on the We See You White America Theater demand? Well, we're we're um we signed up on that. We're one of the original three hundred people who signed okay. on the We See You White American Theater uh, document. Um, we've been part of this community that has been trying to figure it out. Um, you know, for for many many years of our life uh, trying to figure out who we are in the American theater obviously are we benefited from a lot of the work that has been produced in, in American theater but we see it we see what's going on and we see what the opportunities are available to us mm -hmm. a lot of times it's Black History Month Latino History Heritage Month um, that's when we get bookings and things like that and it's like it's a time that people want to speak and we've been we've been sort of saying all those things in that and for a long time so yeah. to hear it as a, as a new the, generation you new generation of a unified voice is actually really exciting and dope to hear um 
everyone has to be prepared though. And this is my activism brain kicking in a little bit. It's like, all right, so when you demand something um, and the person says no, then what? Like, what are the, what, wh how far are you willing to go and take what are the consequences? What are the consequences? So in terms of, and that, not just that, that's with anything. So when you really push yourself out there, where are you prepared to go with your demands? And I mean, in, in white American theater, they know exactly what, how things are too. They just sort of being called to task. And do you want to be a part of a system? Because even if you get a job, or even if you get a play inside of these white institutions, what the structure is, is still a white structure inside of a white institution. So in the long run, do you want to be part of that? Or do you want to create your own lane, your own vibe, and your own organization where you can move and do what you want? And you can move in and out of it. We created Universes 25 years ago. We are our own theater company, 25 years old, mm -hmm. and we just kind of we just move through it, Ooh, and yeah. uh, and we don't need nobody like you know kind of saying oh this this or that and the other, and it's like we just try to figure out how to do it on our own. We're still trying to figure it out, um, and how to kind of go from community theaters to regional theaters to you know it just kind of be part of the all of it, the whole ecosystem, mm -hmm. um, and see how to make it better. Right? That I think that that's the main goal of the we see you. Uh, movement is like how do we fix some of this because this is not going to work anymore um how do we how do we deal with these issues these experiences that people mm -hmm. have been having right there are some folks who are about like let's dismantle the whole thing and rebuild it there's other folks who are like well can we just fix this part and there are a lot of different voices trying to be heard at the time so right now it's just a time to listen and to be available and to just see where it is that this new generation is going to take this whole move this forward, right? Because it has to move forward. The whole world is changing. It's not just American theater. The world is doing it. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Yeah. So um, does your, is your son a poet? How could he not be? But <laughs> he, he, he is, he, he's actually a singer, yeah. um, musician, musician, actor. Um, he, you know, it just, it's organically in him. And, and, and he's, he's, He's been around. He's seen things. He's experienced things. He, I've so I've seen him have an amazing conversation with Bobby Seale in the lobby <laughs> of a building, um, which was so special to watch him kind of get it and to watch how Bobby interacted <laughs> with him for that amount of time was really special. Because someone told me once, if you want to know a panther, what a real who a real panther is, see how they interact with older folk mm -hmm. and children. And so when Bobby walked up and we spoke, he turned to my son and literally ignored me <laughs> for the five, for the 10 minutes and can talk directly to my son and didn't talk down to him. They had a real conversation. And I was like, wow, look at that. So my yeah. son has been around, or our son, he's been around a lot of stuff and we're trying to let him organically go to these places. He's and like he's in getting, film. He's like in film. So, um, you know, he's he's been studying film for a little while and he's like, well, you know, he doesn't, think he wants to be a stage actor, but he's like, maybe a screen actor and mm -hmm. he's been singing. So there's what, there's a couple of videos on our, on our Vimeo that where he's singing, like he's actually created one of the things kind of like after we did the sing their name video, he created his own one about the, you know, um, the black lives matter movement and stuff like that. And just his voice singing in it. And I think that you know, he's really talented and he has a gorgeous voice and, and I'm a, really excited. And he's, he's a, a good, good, he's a good dude. He's, he's a, a good dude. He's a good dude. He's a good, he's a good soul. And that, and, and if, if anything, we've helped raise a good, another good soul, good human being in the yeah. world. So that's a good thing. <laughs> okay. So what's the, what you got? Well, can you mention some, how many things you got on the horizon? Like, I know you got like 50 million things y'all got. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to figure out how y'all got time to have one on ones with us, but it's okay. I'm gonna schedule mine. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to figure it out. We have a couple of things, a lot of things that actually have been on the uh, on the on the burners. Um, well, the most recent thing that got announced is we got commissioned to translate Shakespeare's Hamlet for a play on Shakespeare. Um, so that just came out a couple of weeks ago, um, and we're really really excited about that. Um, how how often do project kids get to translate invited to, to dance the bar, right? Mm -hmm. uh, 
So we're about to do that. Mm -hmm. um, we also have a play that was commissioned by Long Wharf Theater um, called Maria that we've been working on for a little while. And we're trying to see how we can move that one as well. Um, we have some good stuff that we're dealing, working with there. And that's dealing with uh, Puerto Rico and Hurricane uh, Maria in mm. particular. Um, the the house music piece we have a yeah a piece of a writing on um frankie knuckles and house music yes um as a yes we're so excited about that and one. we've been working on that for a while mm -hmm. um and we have a play we're working on called africantic with the jiva theater um and that one deals with it's sort of the history of america or following a song or the beat from africa all the way through to hear. So we're following out with the beach in Africa, how songs came on the slave ships, all, all of that um, through jazz and bebop and hip hop and trap music, really, and telling the story of America and our people through that journey. Wow. And all of them? Yeah. So that's that. And, and is that. And then we have other projects that now, because of um, coronavirus, we've been kind of uh shifting in a couple of different ways and we have a couple of uh projects that we're working on for you know the digital the digital sphere yeah okay uh, which we're really excited about yeah it. we has you know the 20 those are coming soon yeah 2021 or, or late december you know a lot of product is going to start dropping in, 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 in of us so we're excited about all of that yes i'm excited too um <laughs> I, have to, I have my godson's name is devon glover he is called the sonnet man new york city <laughs> the Shakespeare sonnets. Oh, okay. Yes. Look a brother up. Okay. Sonnet New York City. He's from Brooklyn. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Sonnet okay. Man NYC. He okay. he's been doing a he's done a lot of Shakespeare's festivals of, around the world. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So um that came yeah. to mind. You said that I always think of the Devon, the Sonnet Man. <laughs> <laughs> But I want to thank y'all, you guys. I appreciate you coming on and speaking with me. I appreciate it. I thank really you. do. We're gonna, and then more importantly, we're gonna get the playwriters, right? So if at Long Walk, we're working with the playwriters. Ife is one of the members of the playwriters. I just gotta give it a plug, y'all, because you have got to see what's coming in the horizon, all right? So we have I think it's about 13, right? 13 playwriters, I believe, around yes. there who are just right now crafting new work and bringing that voice from New Haven. Just like it's about mm -hmm. to it's about to be real. And I'm really excited. So that's a whole other thing that we're doing and, and working with you all is an honor. And uh, like we're just excited. Like today we had a meeting with Joy and it's just like oh, we, we started doing those one on one. Joy. The yes. world, I don't think the world is ready, especially for Ife. Ife, Ife, y'all need to know. I'm not gonna say it, but Ife dropped some like pieces in our group. Like, he, like when we get together, just lighting it up when we're in the room. Yes, <laughs> act it up. I love it. Well, I appreciate you all, and I thank you so much. And and mm -hmm. blessings. I'll be see, I'll be in touch. We will. Yes. We'll see you. You yes. know. And everybody, universes, universesonstage.com. I got a donation box too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm about people getting paid. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, you, know. Uh, well, you can find us at universesonstage.com, and and we'll post whatever we're working up on there. And you know, we look forward to the future. Everybody, stay safe, and and so that we can connect sometime down this journey on the road. Yeah absolutely i just want to say thank you everyone um what do you say sandal thank you everybody for joining us <laughs> this has been the elm city lit fest podcast elm city lit fest a celebration of literature literary arts and literary artists of the african diaspora and we've just been talking to universes i am ife michelle gardine we are signing out deuces oh. <laughs> I forgot to mention Giving Tuesday. Oh, Charmaine and and Emily, who are my my team on Elm City Lit Fest, will beat me up. But <laughs> go to our Facebook page, go to our, our website, Elm City Lit Fest, and click donate for Giving Tuesday. 
uh, give us a Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.